0: Hi, I'm Jennifer Zollett. And I'm Larkin Bell. Welcome to our podcast, A Brighter Lens. Mm-hmm. today's episode, we interviewed Tahesia Samuels. Tahesia is a film publicist and the first publicist we've had on the podcast. She serves as senior digital publicist at Brigade, where she manages digital publicity campaigns for films' theatrical, streaming, VOD, and/or home entertainment releases. Some of her clients include Focus Features, Lionsgate, and Netflix. Additionally, in 2017, Tahesia founded community and digital platform Black PR Girl Magic, which hosts seasonal mixers and an array of programs for Black women in the PR and comms space, as well as partnered events with organizations that cater to a wide range of millennials, professionals of color, and women. Enjoy! Hi! Hi! Hi, ladies. Well, Taheja, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. We're so excited to talk with you. Um, If you could just start by introducing yourself a little bit, tell us about your path to becoming a publicist in film.
1: Sure. Um, Yeah, so my name is Taheja Samuels. Um, I am a film publicist. I specifically work within digital publicity um, at an entertainment marketing agency. Um, and I've always had a love for entertainment, the arts, just like, as a kid growing up, um, I tell the story like funny, like as a funny story, but it's also true. Um, growing up, I wanted to be a singer at one point, but realized that I couldn't sing. So I had to figure out a way basically, you know, to like be a part of entertainment, the world that I like, you know, like just always loved in some capacity. Um, so I was always one of those kids that like, flip through CDs cover like CD covers like whenever i would buy CDs and like was always fascinated by the people that were behind the scenes of like you know who helped to create like the stars or the star that i was admiring or you know like listening to their music um and it never really crossed like those two things never really connected until i was like you know pursuing pr but like going into like just knowing that that was something that i was always interested in like the behind the scenes people that basically kind of then at some point Translated into me looking into journalism, and when I was basically applying for schools, um, PR was, you know, of course, a part of like the comms programs and things like that. And just kind of reading up about the background of what PR was enticed me. Um, so I, you know, went that direction and went to school for it. I um, had a bunch of internships, um, things like that. And after graduating, I was actually working in talent casting for a bit, um, and then I went into PR, and now I am where I am. Um, that's kind of like the fast story of like you know how i got to where i am but in the sense of knowing that i was always a person that was you know infatuated with entertainment music and always was a person that was curious about the people that were behind the scenes to then having an interest in journalism to then getting into pr it's interesting now when i look back at it of like you know now being one of those people that's behind the scenes you know so um yeah it's kind of my quick story of where i am today
2: <laughs> awesome Love that. Yeah, we're super excited to talk with you because we've never actually talked with a publicist on the podcast. Yeah, well, when you guys
1: ask me, I'm like, oh, my God, like, little old me. Like, are you sure? I'm sure. But, yes, yeah, I can only imagine you haven't had anyone like. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. no, and it's funny because we do talk with a lot of, I mean, communicate with a lot of publicists, but we have a lot of questions because, um, yeah, there is a lot going on behind (laughs) the scenes. Um, So, yeah, could you tell us, like, And and maybe there's not a difference, but what is the difference between being a publicist for films versus Mm -hmm. one for talent and kind of how that breaks down? Yeah,
1: so like for me, my client is the studio. Um, So if I am working on a film, our job is to help, you know, create campaigns that are for said film or said project, right? If you are a publicist that is working on, like that is just working with talent, like your job is to make sure that you're getting you know, opportunities, you're pushing the narratives out there for your talent, like whatever that they're working on. For me, because it's project specific, of course, that then includes talent. So then I'm having to get offers to then present to their team for them to then approve. So it's kind of like these steps that go into it. But basically, if you're working with talent that they are your direct client, for us, it's the project. And then knowing that there's so many different, you know, people that are a part of the project that we are then helping to you know, do a campaign for. So that's the easiest way to kind of like explain the difference, I would say. What is
0: like your day to day look like? What what do you what exactly kind of are you doing behind the scenes and
1: like Mm -hmm. before you have a project, getting a project?
0: Yeah. And then um, like, what does that look
1: like? It varies, um, of course. Nowadays, like just with everything that's going on, obviously we are still in the midst of a pandemic, um, as well as just a revolution. If you ask me, just an uprising. But like in the sense of just like just knowing the cl- the current climate, my day is not as crazy as it would be. You know, we're all working from home now. We're not at the office. Um. So yeah, it just kind of depends. If I'm working on a campaign, let's say that might be heavy or that's you know coming out in the next two weeks or like i'm working on something that's coming out in the immediate future um maybe my day-to-day might be a little bit more heavy even just knowing of what's currently going on i'm like so yeah like for me it just kind of depends of like where we the stages in which we are at a campaign so for in the beginning of it um usually we come on whenever we are about to launch some sort of assets um that's usually the way how we introduce things on the digital publicity end it's more so like you know Online publicity. Um, so yeah, it just depends. So usually we would obviously do a deck um, that you know includes the proposal of what it is that we are going to be doing for that campaign. So that's you know our overall campaign plan and things like that. Once we figure out what our launch strategy is going to be, then that's how we pretty much you know get into the campaign itself. Um, so that then that dictates how let's say our week flow maybe or our day to day flow. So like let's say if I'm in the beginning of a campaign maybe my day-to-day might include me having to brainstorm outlets that we are going to be engaging with to let them know that a trailer is coming out or some sort of asset is coming out. Maybe if we are in the stage in which we are looking to start doing junketing and things like that, we'll then have to be, you know, of course, engaging with press, um, setting up scheduling interviews, things like that. If we are more so towards the end of it, um, we're obviously then going to be more so about figuring out what our strategy is for the rollout of the campaign, if that makes any sense. Um, so figuring out like, you know, when things are going to be hitting um, and then obviously also for us post-release, figuring out then what it is that we're going to be doing. So like my day-to-day kind of, it, it varies per day, especially because I'm working on, you know, multiple projects at the same time. Um, so that also affects like how my day-to-day is, but for the most part, I'm pretty much, you know, engaging with press. Um, I might also be, thinking internally with my team about like, you know, strategy, brainstorming ideas, um, even just knowing like what the current climate is, figuring out how do we make sure that we are of course sensitive to what is going on, but also making sure that there is a way in which we can go about still, you know, fighting the power, if you will, um, through arts and, you know, activism in that sense. So like having those types of conversations, at least for me um, on a personal note, so yeah, it just kind of depends, like for the most part, we might even let, let's say for launching something, an asset, then that's like heavy reporting day for like my team. So we have to also then track things. Um, so yeah, it, it varies, Um, which also is something that I love that my day-to-day is not the same um, because that can be boring. Um, and of course, you know, outside was normal if we were having like premieres and things like that, even junkets would be in person and even some like specialty interviews is what we call them um let's say even for podcasts right um we might even be going to an office rather than having things over zoom but it's also great to know like especially on the digital publicity and that we can still do our jobs um thanks to the internet so
2: yeah wow this is fascinating cool so yeah you mentioned that when you're starting a project you have the deck mm-hmm. and you have you know what you're yeah. gonna use or whatever so that is exciting because you're like Wow, you're
1: in control of kind of what, you know. For the most part, yeah. Like, you have an idea. Like, it's, you know, what you plan on, you want to do for the campaign. Totally. Um, Do you
2: feel, yeah, that just feels like such a huge responsibility. I know you're one of the parts that are making that decision. But of how the public is then going to kind of perceive this film. And, like, how that story is going to be perceived by the public. Like, how do you kind of work through that and, and think about that in that process?
1: Yeah, like, I think it's also, like, person to person, right? So I think it just depends on how you look at a campaign as a publicist. For me, I was actually talking to a couple of my coworkers about this yesterday, so it's funny that we're having this conversation right now. But um, I realize that I'm a person that is heavily pushed and drawn by narratives, and I feel like it's very important for me to connect what the film is about and making sure that the press run that we are on speaks to that um, and also, like, of course, I'm also a person that's heavily into culture, right? So making sure that everything speaks true to what that culture is. Um, and, and that can be a, a variety of things. But just, again, making sure that the narrative, you know, is pushed in a way that it entices people that they want to go out and see it. And, you know, ultimately, it's a business, right? So for us, I always, or well, at least for me, I always say, like, my job is, of course, to make sure that you are aware of something, that you know that this is coming, that you then know why it's important, why it's something that, you know, speaks to whether it's black women or black men or gay people or young people, millennials, maybe like, you know, just making sure that we are tapping into those buckets, if you will. So like, yes, I'm like heavily pushed by narratives. And I'm glad that I've actually realized that now, because I feel like it actually speaks true to just like what my passion points are. Um, and if you can't tell I'm a super passionate person, even from when I'm speaking, I'm like, "Hey, you have to sometimes just reel it in a bit? Um, but with that said, but like, you know, like, yeah, that's just kind of, like, for me, like, what's very important just making sure that we hit those buckets, because I just feel like if people can't connect to something, then, like, why is it that the story is important, you know, and I'm, like, a person that feels like you should be pushing out things of quality, um, and making sure that a diverse variety of voices are heard in stories, um, and that's very important to me, so I'm, like, trying to think of, did I even fully answer the question, but yeah. No, hopefully you I totally
0: did. did it's really fascinating to hear about. I just, yeah, like we've just interacted so minimally with publicists and mostly just over email. So it's it's really helpful and interesting to hear right. like everything that's you know because exactly. we just get an email and we schedule an interview and exactly, we're you know exactly. little old podcast over here doing our own little. Well, no, you
1: are amazing because and then that's the thing too, right? Because to me, it's like sometimes people might even say, which I appreciate, is like, oh, how did you find me, or like you're reaching out to me, and it's like no, because you are a podcast or you are an outlet that speaks to women or that speaks to creatives. And I think it's important to make sure that your audience is also aware of what's going on and things like that. So I think sometimes when people don't, I guess, understand the strategy and the reasoning behind why we do what we do, um, it to me, that makes or break a good publicity campaign because that's, you're actually thinking about what you're doing. You're not just mm-hmm. on this like hamster right. wheel, if you will, right? Like just doing yeah just kind of yeah. churning it out.
2: Yeah. 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 And speaking to that intentionality, I'm curious to hear your perspective on kind of the role between publicists and film critics. You know, mm-hmm. we know that the majority of film critics are overwhelmingly white male mm-hmm. and how, and obviously like to di- part of diversity and, and representation is, is, you know, having that in every se- sector of the, the film industry. How do you kind of see yourself trying to reach out to different critics or or, yeah or maybe you know I don't know if it's personally you or or the studio or how that works but if you could speak to that
1: I, I definitely think that it's something that people need to be very aware of like I think that if you are a part of an industry it's my job to make sure that I know all the outlets that exist right that make like I need to also then know a lot of the journalists a lot of the critics so it's also sometimes a teaching moment for let's say said client or even internally or even for myself to be like okay there are how many critics? We need to make sure that we are covering the gamut of all of the people that we need to be reaching out to. And yes, sometimes you might feel like so-and-so might not be from the largest outlet, or you might feel like this might not be a film that's for them, which is also on a strategy level sometimes, which is a whole other thing of making sure that, you know, how you reach out to critics, because that can also make or break your film, right? Because to your point, even like, there's a lot of films that come out of the festival gates that don't really get to soar because they critiqued very well, I mean, bad at festivals and they were actually great films. But the people that ended up seeing them were these old white men that don't have any context of what it is that this film is about, you know? So I think it's just, it's, you have to be able to be teachable and also taught of like, you know, the people that you need to be reaching out to. And I think you need to be intentional in making sure that, you know, let's say you see that or you feel like somebody might be being ignored speak up and i think that we're in a a moment in which there's a lot of you know talk about what people are going to do what they're not going to do and it's like just like rihanna said like pull up like you just got to pull up and if you're not going to be about it then bye so yeah like for me it's just it's about being a champion it's being an advocate for people and i think that we just need to be able to present why. And sometimes you have to come out the gate swinging and being a bit aggressive and saying like, no, this is why we need to have X, Y, and Z. And this is why it's important. And maybe we should not have X, Y, and Z because this person does not align with what this film is about. So why are we reaching out to them? You know, things like that. So just fighting for and pushing for stuff. Shifting a little bit, but kind of Mm -hmm. similar. Uh, Can you tell us
0: about Black PR girl magic?
1: Yes, of course. Um, Again. Thank you guys for even realizing that I have that little baby. Um, So yes, Black Girl Magic is a social community and digital platform for Black women in public relations. Um, and that is something that I created just more so out of just realizing that community, If you for me, is very important, right? And I think that we're seeing now with all, thanks to social media, that there's so many different like collectives, if you will, so many different groups that exist that were created out of a need or they felt like they were not valued or appreciated. Basically, Black PR Girl Magic was birthed out having um, just a happy hour date with two fellow Black women in PR. Um, And I was just like, yo, we should make this like a bigger thing or like, you know, just have more Black women in PR that can kind of get together and just like, just connect, celebrate each other, highlight each other, like what it is that we're doing. Um, So that kind of like, birthed into the overall platform itself. So we now are on Instagram, all socials really, but heavily on Instagram. Um before the world went to shit, if you will, um, we would do in real life events um called link ups. And that's basically seasonally where, you know, women within the New York area, just because that's where I'm based right now, um, would have, you know, over happy hour again, similarly to what me and my two girlfriends did earlier, which is how black girl magic came into play. Um but yeah we would, you know, connect Over drinks um, and just kind of like talk about what it is that we're doing in our careers. Maybe we need some advice on things. Maybe there are resources in which we can share amongst each other Um, and on the platform itself. Now we even have a lot of different editorials that we do. So we have a boss crush feature in which We highlight a woman every month um, and we interview her kind of like dig deep into what she does and all that. I think for me, it's more so important to show that we are here. We've been here doing the work and I think sometimes it's very easy To go into an office space when we were in offices to just see us sprinkled here and there, or quite frankly, only being the only one and feeling sometimes that maybe you can't relate to certain things or people don't understand you, or that maybe your voice or your ideas don't matter. And it's like quite frankly, sis, it does. And we are here, and it's like when you see us all come together, whether it's you might know somebody here and there, like it's just it's a beautiful sight to see. And I'm a, a true believer in the power of power in numbers, and I do feel like it's just great to know that you have, you know, support of your fellow sisters that are also in it. Um, and just to even show that there's so many different avenues within PR that you can do. It's not only entertainment, there are people who are in health, there are women who are in and people not only women, um, you know, who are in education. Um, there's the food and beverage industry, you know, there's just so many different things that we do do. Um, and I think it's very important for us to like know that we're out here. So that's pretty much the basis, you know, of what Black Pierre Girl Magic is. Super proud of it. Um, Every day I'm just like proud that we are where we are. And I'm just very excited to see the heights that will grow with that.
2: Yeah, so cool that you created that space. I guess I I do have one last question, if that's cool. What
1: is your favorite part of the job? For me, I really love, I'm, I'm big on execution, and I just love seeing my ideas come to fruition. I think sometimes, and I love to just connect with fellow journalists. I think it's something that people don't realize that it's a mutually beneficial relationship in the sense of i need to talk to you to make sure that this interview happens and you need to make that the interview that you know from me to like make sure that that happens and i think it's just great to see when you know you just have an idea for whether it's an editorial feature or you know for us because we also do we're on the digital end it might just be an activation that we were able to pull off socially i'm just kind of just seeing things come to fruition in the sense of like yeah like i had a part in something that was culturally relevant like a film like a creed 2 or a film like a defy blood you know or dolomite is my name just making sure that i not making sure but just feeling a sense of pride and make and being a part of something that speaks to generations or just communities um and i think for me it's just great to see when our yeah pretty much when our ideas come to fruition like that literally is the execution part of what we do is something that i Love, 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 love. Whenever it's like week of release or something like that, just seeing all the things roll out, it's like, wow, we did that. And we helped to push this baby out. And now it's out in the world, and we're done and on to the next project.
2: Well, we wrap up every interview with our lightning round um, oh, called okay. Three Two One Action. So you can answer in
1: a word or phrase. Okay. okay. Cool. So we start with number three favorite or most influential film. Favorite film. I mean, I have a lot, but like the first that comes to mind is Grease, one of my favorite films ever.
0: Two, dream person you want to work with,
2: Avery Duvernay. And one, best advice you've received.
1: I mean, the first thing that's coming to my head right now is like, fuck them, do you. So yeah yeah love it that feels right (laughs)
0: and yeah it does uh action where can people follow you on social media or follow black PR girl magic
1: yes you can follow me on socials at m-i-s-s-t-a-h-s-a-m so it's miss tay sam just the first three letters of both my last name and my first name um and then black PR girl magic is black PR girl magic on instagram as well as facebook and then on twitter just the acronym b-p-r-g-m Awesome. Amazing. Thanks so much for chatting with us. Thank you guys for having me. This is so fun. We Thank learned you. so this is much. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you guys. Thank, Thank you. Have a great weekend. It's Friday. Yay, summer Fridays. Thank
0: you, lady. <laughs> Yay. Mm-hmm.
1: Bye-bye. Bye bye.
0: Bye. You can find us at abrighterlens.com and at a Brighter lens on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at abrighterlens at gmail.com. You can download the show wherever you listen to podcasts and
2: on Apple Podcasts, where we'd love it if you left us a review. Our theme song was composed by Jesse Nelson. Our logos were designed by Meg Cafferty. Our associate producer is Elise Welch. A Brighter Lens was created by Jennifer Zollett and Larkin Bell.